0: Welcome to our brand new show. It's not that complicated, so listen close. We'll go through IMDB, reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies. Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank. Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank.
1: Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank. Hanks Bank. bank. So Jamie uh I think we need to get this out of the way. What is your relationship with Mr. Rogers? Um <laughs> so many dumb jokes going through my head.
0: Um I I've I no no clue. I'm I'm aware of him. I like before this movie I was I was aware of him. I had heard of him. I knew that Americans liked him a lot, but the most in, uh, the actual most information I have ever received about uh, Mr. Rogers was when I went to watch an improv show in LA and they improvised a the, the uh, I think it was called Spamilton or something like that, where the idea was they Im- chose a different historical figure each week and made a Hamilton style musical about that person. And the week I went to see it, it was about Mr. Rogers. Now, can I confirm whether most of the stuff that they used was actually true? I don't know. They did they did say that he was a Navy SEAL sniper and then another bloke in the audience immediately shouted out wow and went, that's not true. That's a comedy. myth. I'm like, dude, it's a comedy show. Let's just, I, just let him have it.
1: I really appreciate uh, the Cockneys uh, present in LA. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. 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 That guy was me. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so, so my, I, I, I know very little about Fred Rogers. How about you?
1: Um, is it bad that my only point of reference for Mister Rogers is uh, television hosts in the UK who were, did children's TV and did many terrible things, and therefore, innately, <laughs> I am quite suspicious. Yes, of of, of suspicious sounding. Uh, uh, children's television science. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe
0: maybe we can get into that slightly later. But sure. That's a pretty pretty key point to, to bring up. But uh, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Uh, clearly, Alexander, you didn't have anything to start this show. You were just like, no, let's talk about the I film did. immediately.
1: I, I thought about what I thought, you know, how sometimes you you say... How uh, we, we drive away new listeners by not reference by you know talking too long about nonsense. So I thought yeah. I'd put a little bit of of a little bit of uh, uh, the meat and veggies before I go to the dessert of me asking how your week went, Jamie. <laughs> no, uh, well, who are we? Show, what do we do? Al,
0: the show hasn't who started yet. Goodness well, gracious! I mean, it has
1: started. I am. Talking.
0: Hello and welcome to Hank's Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks's entire MDB. I'm Jamie Loxon and with me, as always, is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al bonjour my my week's fine i'm very tired i have to be up very early tomorrow morning um and i'm super because uh, i have to drive to st albans for some work um so and i'm um, yeah i it was bad week how's your week oh yeah we went uh, we're in london we went into tier two lockdown now so uh the technically the government says i can't see my girlfriend
1: you know it's all going really well over here how's canada <laughs> Canada's good, Canada's good, Vancouver's not having a second lockdown, uh, Toronto and Montreal are, but they're on a different coast, Jamie, that's the difference between, t- distance-wise, I think the same distance between you and Toronto is the difference between me and Toronto, Uh, so, you know. So the we'll likelihood okay. of
0: either of us catching coronavirus from
1: uh, Toronto is pretty low. Pretty low, yeah. Don't have to worry about that uh, transatlantic spread, my friend. Uh, no, it's it's going good in Vancouver. I'm going out for dinner tonight. That will be nice. Dinner's always fun. Oh, you're on the um, outside. That's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we all wore masks and didn't see friends for... Well, for now, for me, it's 10 months, Jamie. Everyone <laughs> in Vancouver is like me, all right? Look, you don't look, see people, you don't get coronavirus. That is what I have taken away from this.
0: Look, I I know I very much would have predicted that, uh, you know, you shouldn't have moved to Canada and it was a bad choice. Mm-hmm. But I do feel a little bit bad that it's come a little bit more true than I would have expected.
1: Oh, oh, I, I deeply believe, Jamie, it's not just because you may have predicted it, it's because you put a curse on me, all right? You made your feelings very clear. You yeah, put a blood w- curse on me. I was like, me. if I can't
0: have Al, no one can. He is going to move country and stay inside <laughs> until he moves back to the UK. He's not allowed to meet another podcast co host. <laughs> <laughs> um goodness gracious well we should just fly on into this because we've got quite a lot to talk about this week um normally this is the bit where i talk about the aliens and and you know the last few weeks i've been talking about but if you missed last week's episode we had a big announcement uh you know, the aliens wanted us to have a follow up uh, to Tom Hanks because they didn't think he was quite doing it uh, to prove our worth to join the United States of space. So we announced that we are going to be reviewing the uh, the uh, filmography, that's the word I was looking for, of um, the fantastic Anne Hathaway. And last week we were in the middle of uh, some quite uh, heated discussions about... Uh, what the podcast is going to be called and and how we are actually going to progress in any way, shape or form. But dear listeners, you will be happy to know that we have relatively put to rest any of those issues. Uh, we have uh, got a new logo uh, basically ready to go. Uh, we are working on uh, adjusting our theme song uh, so it's all, all coming together. We're, we're not like yeah. Brexit. Like Originally, our plan would seem uh, to be just to run down the deadline until by default we carried on being Hanks Yeah,
1: That was 100%. <laughs> what I like is that um, I, uh, like Britain, took a uh, radical negotiating tactic of being like, I don't mind if we keep the same thing. I'm not going to lose this argument. <laughs> and uh, Jamie, uh, like a weaker willed version of the EU caves. Uh, so <laughs> It's, it's all good.
0: <laughs> yeah, your um, your argument was just, yeah, we, we will be a new season of the podcast just because we've said we will be. Nothing will actually change, but we've just yeah. said that we will be a new yeah. season of the podcast. Yeah. So it will be a new season of the yeah. podcast.
1: Jamie, speaking of a new season of the podcast, uh, thank you for bringing it up. Um, What, what uh, Anne Hathaway movie are you most looking forward to?
0: What Anne Hathaway movie am I most looking forward to? That's a good question. I could... I could tell you the list of films I'm not looking forward to is significantly longer than the list of films I am looking forward to. Um, I think I've, I've never seen Les Mis and, and I'm, I like but Jamie, I've seen I've French. seen the stage. Yeah, I know. I know. I've seen the stage uh, production and I really enjoyed it. Um, but I didn't see it until I was like 23, so I'm I'm quite a late convert to uh, to Les Mis. So I am excited to see it uh, on uh, on screen. If nothing else, because I've heard that Russell Crowe sucks, so I'm very excited for that. What's uh, What's your favorite? Uh, or what What movie are you looking forward to?
1: Bride Wars. I don't know what that is, but cool. Oh, is that oh, is that Jamie. the one where she plays a robot? no that's that is a good one uh bride wars i i said because i thought that'd be on your list of uh films you don't want to watch but oh no by, by what, name jamie. alone
0: by name alone i can guarantee it's already on the list <laughs> of movies i don't
1: want to watch oh it's a good time jamie who doesn't love the concept of bride uh you never hear about groom but i'm sure they exist you know
0: yeah uh I... yeah um, you know, men. Uh, I, I, I'll go out on a limb here, uh, Alexander, uh, yeah. and I'd like to take a firm stance right now that men have just as much capacity to be dickheads as women. I know it's made, it's perhaps <laughs> a bold statement. I don't know, but I'm putting it out
1: there. Um, that's true. That's true. It's almost like we like criticizing women more than we like criticizing <laughs> men. Though. Um, no, I'm trying to think. Let's of, not get into uh, that on this podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of. Uh, a Anne Hathaway film I am genuinely looking forward to I think Rachel no Rachel and her friends is a Woody Allen film Uh, my sister's wedding is that one uh, neither of these are helpful I like how you asked this question and you had no clue of the answer I'm of course going to go unironically for The Princess Diaries 2 I love The Princess Diaries 2 guess who's in The Princess Diaries 2 Jamie other than Raven Simone. Raven Symone is also in the Princess Diaries uh, uh, too. I can only tell you that Anne Hathaway is in it. That's the best I got. Yeah, Anne Hathaway, Julie Andrews. Okay, first of all, obviously, well, isn't Julie, Julie Andrews, Andrews in the first one as well? Yeah, well, she came back for the second one. That was <laughs> okay. a massive get. And uh, third of all, Jamie, it's a, a little known actor called uh, uh, one Mister Christopher Pine. Oh yeah, Jamie, that's right. The hottest Chris is in the Princess Diaries too. Oh, I'm, I'm glad we've,
0: we've we've already set up for uh, us having a heated debate about the hottest Chris. Uh, please <laughs> tune in for that episode in however many fucking weeks time. I don't know. Um, so that's, of course, what we've got coming up. But today we've, of course, got the film A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. It's already been referenced by Alexander uh, at the top of the show. So for anyone who hasn't listened to this show before, of course, we do uh, two things before we start discussing the film. We give you a little bit of historical context and we do a little bit of film context. We tell you what was going on in the world at the time when this film was released. And we just give you a little bit of fun facts about the, the film itself. Uh, this week, it is my uh, chance to do uh, the historical context as Alexander uh, did the, f- I believe, the first half of uh, 2019 last week with Toy Story 4. Uh, this film came out in the second half of uh, 2019 um, and I could have gone through the event of the second half of 2019, but I thought that would have been boring um, because... It was less than a year ago, so we all kind of remember it. So I just thought I'd try and find some of the good news stories of 2019. You know, maybe we need a little bit of a pick-me-up. For example, Alexander, the Greg's vegan sausage roll was introduced in 2019. There's some good news for you amongst this pile
1: of shit. Have you had a Greg's vegan sausage roll? Here's my thing, Jamie. Uh, I want to have had a Greg's vegan sausage roll. There are not that many Gregs in London, and no one told me this before I moved down. You know, you ever wake up in the morning, and you think, "Oh, I, I just need a little, uh, little baked pastry kind of thing." I think that very often, where's the best place for that? Often it's Greg's. All right, you know, if you're a cheap student like I was, and you only got a pound fifty in your pocket, you want to get yourself a slice of pizza before your English lecture. Greggs is fantastic. In London, London likes to beat you the fuck down. What, an affordable pastry shop? Get the fuck out of here. I don't believe there's a Greggs in London. (laughs)
0: Uh, I actually happen to live nearer Gregs in my new uh, new house, but so they do oh, exist. Oh. But there is um, a a concept such a, uh, that is called the Gregs line, which is a line across the country um, where above it all uh, are all the places. I think it's something like that have more than ten Gregs per hundred thousand people or something. And as soon as you pass the Gregs line, that's when you know you are technically in the north rather than the south. Um, I I did look it up though, and it did say like places like Leicester were in the south. So uh, I don't think it's the most accurate thing in the world. Uh, but it is interesting. That's just
1: not in the north. It's in the Midlands. Ah, but yes, Jamie, you, Jamie, you, yes, I, but you forget. I, someone, I do
0: come. I do come from London. So uh, as far as I'm true. concerned, Watford is the north. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a way to alienate oh, everyone who doesn't live in the UK, and Guys, in fact, even those who do.
1: Jamie moved to Clapham, you know, a few months ago, and he got bougie on us, all right? Oh, we had, we had We had edgy Jamie for, ooh, 26 years of your life, 27 years of your life, and yeah. all of a sudden he moves to Clapham, and he's making jokes about the North and Greg. Ooh, <laughs> check you out, you bougie fuck.
0: Yes, because up until when I moved to Clapham, I definitely was not bougie in middle class. <laughs>
1: Jamie, oh. you were known on this podcast as our working class hero. And, uh of course uh you know working in the 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 I, I don't know where i was gonna go with that so yeah yeah no I, no I, I, was, I was i was i was
0: know where... uh, much like me working down the coal mines i was watching you dig a hole and just
1: seeing where you were gonna yeah. go here's <laughs> he's my thing it wasn't necessarily a hole as in like i was digging my own grave I was just, did genu- you, know, you ever do this with a joke where you're just genuinely digging a hole and you're like, I don't know where this goes. And then you really don't know where the joke goes and you're just digging yeah. in a hole. And like, you're like, yeah, you're, oh, you're like,
0: like, oh, there's, there's going to be a punchline down here somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I just not. keep talking. And Eventually it's it's I'll like, get to the funny bit.
1: It's not like normally where you dig a hole and then you realize this is an offensive hole. Ooh, there's bad stuff in this hole. Ooh, <laughs> maybe I should have let this hole. <laughs> what I'm have I, I found so, in this hole? Sometimes you just, just cover like cover up this, this. hole. Exactly. Sometimes you're just like a dog who's kind of, you know, digging away for bones and then you find there no bones and you're sad.
0: Oh. Well, some other good news of uh, 2019 was that the Women's World Cup semi-final was the most watched television broadcast in Britain of 2019, with 11.7 million viewers tuning in. Now, what was the result of that football match, you ask? Let's not talk about it, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it But, you know, the fact that it was the semi-final and not the final with the most watched <laughs> broadcast in Britain might tell you how England did in that match. Uh, we saved the bees in 2019. Um, obviously, there was a campaign... Really? Um, I don't know. I I was looking at there was some law change in uh, uh not Bolivia. What's what's it's not Bolivia. Fuck! I should have written this down. I just wrote say, we save the bees on my notes, Al. And there was a law change somewhere, and it was because of the campaign uh, of we of uh, hashtag save the bees. I don't know, Al. You're asking me to do way more research than uh, than is actually necessary. Uh, I just wrote down we save the bees. That's all you need to know. The bees can be considered saved
1: there are, are, you tra-
0: are you trying to find out are you trying to find out whether we saved the bees you look very distracted well, Alexander
1: well, I'm just confused about how like what
0: there was There You're was not... some sort of law change and it helped for the preservation and conservation of bees is so, that enough for you Alexander? No, no,
1: no 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 I need to go back to the central question is it now okay for me to kill bees willy nilly again
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like they, they. In fact, they. They need. They need. They've got a little bit big for their britches. These bees, uh, yeah. and they need to be knocked down a peg. Um, oh, yeah. In in other uh, animal good news, uh, a giant tortoise believed to extinct for believed to be extinct for over a hundred years was spotted in the Galapagos Islands. Isn't that exciting? How-
1: no jamie how does a fucking tortoise hide or is it just that people weren't looking hard enough for it all right people need to sort their shit out first of all they're trying to save bees people are allergic to bees we should try and get rid of bees second of all the tortoises are not hard to find guys put a little bit of red okay. paint on their back and it's fine
0: and finally my last bit of good news was that netherlands became the first country in the world with no stray dogs Now, Alexander, you may be questioning, how the hell do you even measure or figure that out? Or know that no other countries in the world happen to have no stray dogs? I'm fairly sure there's quite a lot of countries in the world with no stray dogs. But apparently, according to this news story, Netherlands laid claim to being the only country
1: in the first country in the world to have no stray dogs. I don't think there are very many countries with no stray dogs. Uh... Absolutely. Like tiny countries where dogs don't exist. There you go. What country does dogs not exist, Jamie? What the North Pole? That's not a country, Jamie. Uh, you just got played.
0: Ah, uh, no, like well, Galapagos Islands isn't a isn't a country, but I don't know, like tiny island nations, Tuvalu. I reckon there are no dogs on Tuvalu. You reckon there are zero dogs on Tuvalu? I reckon Tuvalu. there I
1: I reckon there are zero dogs on Tuvalu. I don't I don't know where Tuvalu is, but I'm gonna googling. Neither Tuvalu do I, but dogs. I've watched a lot Tuva of pointless and it comes up as
0: a as a low-scoring answer a lot of the
1: time on all of the
0: questions about countries.
1: Um, oh, oh 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 you can take dogs on holiday take with you to Tuvalu. <laughs> also but Tuvalu. That, but, that, Jamie but if you took is, a dog on holiday jo- Jamie, to Tuvalu, uh, it wouldn't be a straight Jamie, dog to bring it back, uh Tuvalu, guess what, Jamie? It's part of the Netherlands. Oh, <laughs> shit. Fuck. <laughs> oh, Anyway, that's all
0: my good news uh, for, for this week, Alexander. So what can you tell me about a beautiful day in the neighbourhood? Oh, actually, before we do that, let's let's do a short uh, plot summary, um, which I think this week should... Normally, we struggle with this to get this concise. I think I can do this relatively easily. Uh, it is... A semi-biopic of uh, Fred Rogers, uh, a kids' TV show host in the United States. But it is actually mainly about a man who uh, has recently reconnected with his father, having had a terrible relationship. He punches him while he's at his sister's wedding. And the film is all about how Mr. Rogers is being interviewed by him. And slowly, Mr. Rogers helps him learn to love again.
1: I think that's anger? deal with his anger yes deal uh, the, with the, his anger yeah sure, it, that. Th- there we go uh yeah you know obviously starring tom hanks uh, as fred rogers matthew reese as lloyd vogel or lloyd as uh hippies call him chris cooper plays his dad jerry vogel uh, and outside of that, it's not really a star-studded cast. I mean, there are good actors in it. Uh, Susan uh, Kalichi Watson plays Andrea Vogel. Maureen Plunkett plays Joanne Rogers. But not a big cast like we've seen in some of the more recent Tom Hanks movies, which, uh, tend to be a little bit punchier. We're back to the good old Hologram for the King days. That's right, Jamie, I'm looking forward to days where he makes weird films like that again. Made on a budget of $25 million, uh, with a box office... Of over sixty-eight million dollars, the film was a uh, you know a decent financial success. Uh, Tom Hanks' performance in particular was singled out by many as their one of their top ten performances of the year. So that was last year, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, he got nominated
0: for best supporting
1: actor. Did he not? Uh, Not at the Oscars, I believe. Did he? I think he got nominated.
0: Did Did he? Yes, he uh, lost to Brad Pitt uh, in uh, Once Upon
1: a Time in Hollywood. Um, Yes, he was indeed. Uh, he was uh, he, yes, he did indeed. Uh, to be honest, uh, sure. Well, <laughs> what, what do you think of? Uh, have you seen um Once Upon Once a, time in Hollywood? a Time?
0: Yes, uh, no, I think Brad Pitt fully deserved that. Uh, I I loved his performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think Brad Pitt. What, what did fuck? What did we watch Brad Pitt in the other day that we thought he was really good at? Sorry, I'm talking to my girlfriend who's on the other side of the room. We had this conversation recently where I said that Brad. What <laughs> do you like? To- uh my uh girlfriend uh reminded me by saying jill uh and it was, it was snatch snatch was the film uh that made me remember ah, yes. brad, brad pitt is a phenomenal actor that is too attractive for his own good
1: uh and, and as always we know he does a very great irish accent I mean, a-, just, a great irish accent just, in snatch just, where he says
0: jill yeah,
1: yeah people saw her in that and he could have melted away <laughs> <laughs> um yes you anyway think brad pitt in good performances you do think <laughs> i i absolutely think that no i Slash. like him in snatch it's just such a bad accent that it's hard to see i anything love else it about. i love it
0: i think it's fantastic right anyway so yes i think i think brad pitt was really good in uh, once upon a time in hollywood all
1: right um so the film the script uh started off in uh on the uh blacklist uh until it's picked up by sony who then bought the rights to um the story by esquire uh a sense of this is a true story it is uh you know a journalist at esquire um was sent to go interview mr rogers and in doing so kind of became friends with mr rogers and wrote a much larger story about that um but other than that there aren't too many other fun facts uh, yes, I mean, you. I would like to say
0: you use the phrase based on a true story, uh, and I would like to adjust that to specifically what the film says, which is inspired by true events, which is the loosest possible uh, definition ooh, of based on a yeah. true story you can have, because very little of this is actually true. It's it's inspired by so the article itself is real, uh, but all of the human interest is, is completely fabricated. Um, the the journalist who is in the film is is not the journalist who actually wrote the Esquire um, uh, article, and the guy who wrote the Esquire article did not uh, have a fraught relationship with his father, uh, fixed by the magic of Mister Rogers.
1: Sure, let's let's get into this film, Jamie. Uh, this film begins as all good friend films and friends should, <laughs> uh, namely with uh, some creepy old VHS looking shit with uh who's this guy in this red jumper oh it's a creepy guy tom hanks is playing is tom hanks playing a serial killer in this movie (laughs) Uh, jamie we need to get into this because i need to talk about it now i need to talk about it i was so worried that you weren't gonna have the exact same opinion as me
0: mr look look, i will fully accept (sighs) the real person is was absolutely, I'm sure, the loveliest person ever. I'm sure Mr. Rogers is fantastic and I know all of our American listeners are going to hate us. But being British... Firstly, being British, there's a level of sincerity that we just don't do. And when it is done, it's weird. And it makes me uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable for the first, like, 40 minutes of this
1: film. It's... I... I, uh smoked some legal marijuana uh before this film and that was a bad <laughs> choice jamie it was a bad choice i was i wasn't freaking the hell out but i was like who is this guy and why does he have these puppets he's a man um look it's uh, here's my thing if i went around talking like hello children my name is mr rogers i like to teach you about depression and late-term abortion. You, too, would be very confused about that, Jamie. It, it's weird for a British person. I, I'm not, what i not... What we are not doing is we are not slandering Mr. Rogers. Mr. And I'm Rogers not himself. saying... Yeah. And I'm not saying that Tom Hanks is doing a bad Mr. Rogers impression. Right. What we're saying is it's very... I, and honestly, it is probably overwhelmingly due to stuff like the Jimmy Savile stuff. But yeah. I think as British people, we can't trust, like... I don't think we can trust, like, Kids entertainers who are like seen as saints. Like Jimmy Savile was given a knighthood by the fucking pope. Like it's there is something about it where, unfortunately, that's the easiest direct parallel, and you think I'm uncomfortable. (sighs) I hope this guy's fine. (laughs) yeah like um, i'm sure he was he's died a long time ago and no one said anything weird about him so i assume he is fine yeah,
0: he's absolutely f- uh, what i will say is uh my girlfriend did make the point that i think you are supposed to be slightly uncomfortable like yeah. you are supposed to because that's the um sort of mindset that the main character which is what we're getting to the main character goes in with that same mindset he goes in with like oh come on he, he can't be that Perfect, can he? Like surely there's I'm gonna do this piece on him and surely I'm gonna find something. Like he can't actually be that great. So I think they do play up that like slightly weirdness of how sincere uh Mr. Rogers is. So I I I don't think it's unintentional that, especially at the beginning here, it's, it's it's a little bit no, creepy.
1: I, I agree. And, and very much, and it's, we'll, we'll go into talking about the plot now, but like, it's important to know that the opening of this is slightly jarring. It's meant to be like the opening of uh, 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 Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, and he kind of comes in, he kind of does the opening, and he says, look, I've got a picture board. Let's look and see whose pictures are inside it. And he All right, you're it making him sound a little bit like Forrest Gump more than Mister Rogers. He's just, cr- I, I, yeah, I am making him sound southern <laughs> by situation, I'm not sure why, but he's like, look, inside here is the cowardly lion. Inside here is Mister Friday the King the Thirteenth. Inside here is the creepy mailman guy, and, and now here, here is my
0: friend Frank friend Vogel. Vogel.
1: And he's got cuts on his face. This looks like
0: a mugshot.
1: Look <laughs> at <the> Lloyd. Um, <laughs> this is so, disturbing.
0: Yeah, the 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 whole film is framed as like an episode of um uh of Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, where Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers is telling us the story of uh, Frank Vogel. So then we go into uh, Lloyd Frank Vogel. Vogel. Lloyd Vogel. Fuck Frank's his dad, isn't it? Um, no, maybe. I think he's, no, I his dad's know. Jerry. Who's I don't Frank? know. Fra- Who the fuck's... I don't know. I don't know, Al. I'm really... Al, this is like our 90th episode. Have you not learned that I'm really bad at remembering characters' names? (laughs)
1: L- Lloyd. Just you, you wait till our position, next L- fucking
0: spoiler alert for people.
1: We're recording two episodes back to back. Just you wait till our next fucking episode. I don't oh, know a single person's name in that fucking. Jamie, I, I think we can all agree that Greyhound is going to be our shortest episode <laughs> ever because I watched it yesterday, yet I don't remember what
0: happened in it today. Uh, okay, right. um So yeah, we we learned about let. I, I think this this plot is actually relatively simple. So I think we can. Yeah, it's, it's it. not a hard one to expect. Um, like. So Lloyd Vogel is uh, a writer for Esquire and uh, they want to him to go and do a piece on, um, on Mr. Rogers. We learn yeah. that actually this guy's been quite combative in the past as a writer. He likes to tear people down. And he's like, look, I'm not doing it about the fucking kids entertainment guy. Like, I don't want to do that. That's not my thing. And then the, his boss is like, look, we asked like 40 people and Mr. Rogers is the only person who agreed to be interviewed by you. So you're going to go and fucking do it. You're going to talk to the kids entertainer guy and you're going to come back and you're going to piss out 200 words for our issue about heroes. We're doing a whole bunch of different ones about heroes. And so you're going to get get us 200 nice words to say about uh, Mr. Rogers.
1: Uh, and Sports he's like, that. Cool. Lloyd's yep. also just had a baby and his face yes. is punched up because he punched his dad and then got punched up by a bunch of uh, Jersey-looking yes, goons. I can't remember
0: exactly whether it's done by a flashback or whether it's it's told. But at some point we learned that he went to his sister's wedding, his sister's third wedding. Uh, and before he goes to the wedding, we are warned uh, by him. Well, he is warned and we are warned by his partner that uh, his dad is going to be there. And it's become very clear that he hasn't seen his dad for a very long time. Um, his dad uh, at the wedding gets drunk and sings a song. He seems
1: relatively innocuous, but, uh, you know, the, the... Nah, he seems sleazy as shit. Like, he, like he... A le- yeah, he's just... He's he just seems a... sleazy. He comes around to see them afterwards. Yes. Like, after singing the song and getting drunk. And it's like, it's fine, but, like, you can tell Lloyd, Lloyd's getting a ringing in his ears. You can tell he's mad, and it's and a lot of this one's about anger, because he's getting a wee ringing in his ears when he looks at his dad. And yeah. eventually his uh, dad comes to uh, see him and his wife and his baby, and so he says, he goes, so who's this? And he go, Lloyd goes, well, this is my wife and my baby. Uh, I didn't tell you about their existence because I wish you were dead. And he's like, why don't we talk? You know, and then he's the like, no, bitch, whoop
0: pow!" And
1: fucking punches no, no, no. him in the face. Specifically, he punches him because... Um, uh, he says a bunch of sexist stuff about the guy's wife. Uh, Lloyd's like, uh, I am a modern man. I am not okay with you objectifying my uh, or, or or being sexist to my wife. Uh, he's like, ah, whatever. They go have this talk. uh they start having the talk, and uh, Jerry Vogel's like, yo. Uh, so your mom was kind of a bitcher, huh? and uh, Lloyd's like. My mum wasn't a bitch, she was dying of cancer and you left us... You left me and my sister as we were children while I, my mother was dying of cancer, you son of a bitch, and punched him in the face. Some of that's implied and we learn about later, but that's effectively why you punched him in the face.
0: Um, I would like to uh, just take a small pause uh, as I have received a message from my girlfriend of... <laughs> stamps with dogs on them from the official nation of Tuvalu. So clearly dogs do exist in Tuvalu because they have stamps with dogs on them. So I have been well and and truly shut the fuck up.
1: Clearly they are also uh, no strays because, uh, well, I should guess, no, yeah, clearly there are no strays there because it's part of the Netherlands. So I guess we're both right.
0: Yep. Um, So yeah, he's got uh, a big old uh, noggin injury. He keeps telling people it's from a softball injury Um, and he arrives on set And there's Mr. Rogers. Uh, And Mr.
1: Rogers is staring at a child.
0: Um... He's Is talking there, to a child. He's talking he, to a yes, child. Yes, he's talking to a child. He's not just sitting <laughs> you
1: know, in his like, dressing room okay, yes, staring at a
0: child. Look, Al, you don't get to backtrack on this. We were we were fully both invested on we're going to make a few jokes about Mr. <laughs> Rogers being a little bit creepy. And then I make one of those jokes and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's chill out a little bit. Yes, he's talking to a child. Um, It's uh, like a Make-A-Wish Foundation thing. Uh, and uh, it's clear that he's having a connection with the child uh, better than uh, other people have been able to. um He's talking about the bat he's swinging, and then the kid um gives says, "Mr. Rogers, like, yeah, I'm, th- this is my bat, or something like that." I can't remember. And then he gives Mr. Rogers a hug, and it's all sweet and wholesome. um All of the Mr. Rogers crew are the worst dickheads ever. And they're just back there like. All right, so we're fucking 30 minutes behind on schedule. He does this every fucking day. Can he stop talking to the cancer kid? Fuck's sake, Fred, come on. <laughs> We've got a TV show to make. Um, and so they get, uh, they get on set and then Mr. Rogers goes, oh, hey, it's Lloyd. And everyone else is like, oh, fuck's sake. So he just walks off set and goes chats to, chat to the Lloyd.
1: And uh, uh, quick flashback uh, Mr. Rogers and Lloyd had a quick conversation uh, the day before, or maybe cold days before. Oh, yeah. Um, as, on the phone. Uh, on the phone, as Lloyd was running away from uh, Jerry, his dad, who came to his apartment. Jerry was uh, kind of sleeping outside in his car for two days. And Lloyd was like, fuck you, dad. I'm speaking to Mr. Rogers, all right? <laughs> and Mr. Rogers is like, you know who the most special person in the world is to me right now? you, Lloyd, because Lloyd I'm talking to you. He's not from the South. <laughs> He's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> they have a South. He's from the South of Pennsylvania.
0: Um, so, yeah. They, they have a South. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, uh, Tom Hanks, as, as Mr. Rogers, is uh, introducing himself to Lloyd, saying, oh, I'm so glad you can come out. Um, and then they film a little bit of the show, and then him and um, uh, Mr. Rogers go for, to have, like, the interview. And he starts chatting to him. Um, and I can't remember what, like, they have loads of these little conversations where the vague idea is Mr. Rogers never actually wants to talk about himself um, and the interviewer obviously always wants to interview him. He asks him things like, oh, ha- he has a few snarky questions of, like, oh, how, how does it feel to be considered a, a, a real-life hero? And... Um, I don't think like there's meant what- to be snarky. There is there to be one snarky. about the character. He, he says something like... Oh, well, he... and how does it feel to play Mr. Rogers? And he's like, What do you mean play? And it's like, Well, there's, you know, there's Mr. Rogers, the person, and then there's, you know, Mr. Rogers, the character that you do for the TV show. Um, and Mr. Rogers is like, yeah. Nah,
1: my guy, that's just me. I I'm, think there's definitely. I'm perfect. There are things he asks, and I can't remember if it's here or if it's. Some of them I think might be slightly later, um, where he starts asking about, like, Mr. Rogers' relationship with his sons um and you know like that must be hard to like have you as a dad yeah. um and then there's other things where, but mr rogers is turning this around being like well, what happened to your face and lloyd's like yeah i beat my dad up why well, didn't beat, he didn't beat his dad up he hit his dad and then he got beaten up uh and mr rogers is like wow that's so sad lloyd you shouldn't get beaten up in a fight you must be very upset
0: yeah Amen. um there's there's yeah he's he's like the most perfect person ever like you said that thing about um how he says that it must have been hard to have mr rogers as a dad his response to that is you know what it probably was a little bit difficult to have me as a dad thank you for your perspective i'm like this guy's being a dick to you uh so yeah he's he's he's, he's the most perfect human being ever um and uh, I basically the, this first interview is relatively short, like uh, he gets pulled away to go do more filming. Uh, and Mr. Rogers is like, oh, I hope you'll stick around. And he's like, "What? I thought I was going to get like 30 minutes uninterrupted and whatever. And uh, so he goes back uh, to his boss and he goes to his boss. Look, I know you only want a nice short thing, but I think this guy's there's something more to this. There's something interesting, and I want to. I want to I go back. I want to interview him more. I want to get in something deep. And his uh, boss is just like, "No, just just make the article, you dickhead. Just do it. Just make the article. Just get a nice happy story. He's the kids' entertainer guy. It's gonna be fine." Um, uh, but uh, he ends up, uh, Mr. Rogers ends up calling him, being like, "Oh Lord, I, I was so sad that you did not stay." Well, I happen to be coming to your house later, so maybe we could meet up then. It's not to his house, but he's like, I'm coming through to New York anyway uh, with my wife. We should meet up and uh, and have some more chats. Uh, I can't remember then, what
1: happens then. So uh, I can't remember. If oh, isn't dad this when he? No, no, no.
0: Isn't this when he goes on like a rabbit hole of watching like a fuckload
1: of um, yeah. Mr. He, Rogers stuff? We he's see like holding it, like, his kid and like. Part of this, there's kind of uncorrected in the film which is largely unspoken until towards the end but like he's sort of finding it hard to be a dad and his wife who's a public defender um, like has sort of thrown herself more into motherhood than he has into fatherhood and partly because of his own estranged relationship with his father he's finding it hard to connect with his child and he kind of stays up late watching all these Mr. Rogers episodes and they kind of talks about parenting and talks about you know the way in which adults need to be empathetic and open for kids uh to be there for kids is uh useful and he's kind of he's sort of changing his opinions on this so he goes through to um uh see mr rogers in new york and they're gonna they're watching a uh, I think a kind of uh, a quartet performance for the show Um, And afterwards, I think, is when we get
0: the first mention of anger more explicitly when Mr. Rogers is like, you know, sometimes, you know, people can just get angry and they have to, you know, express it in different ways. They might go for a swim or they might, you know, bang on the low keys of a piano. And then for like a minute, (laughs) Tom Hanks is just going... Bum, 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 bum. and then the guy goes, okay, well, I was I was trying to talk to you about bum, 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 bum. <laughs> And he's just pretending to play the piano, which is quite good fun. I think it's then when, just in in the middle of a conversation, I don't know uh, if you've ever been in a conversation like this, Al, but my favorite part of every single conversation is when the guy just goes, would you like to meet my friends? And then brings my out a bunch friends. of puppets. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and he tries to push him on whether he has like, has a friend like that that he's had since a kid like a stuffed toy or whatever Jamie,
1: yep you gotta ask yourself though would you prefer that a uh famed child's fame child entertainer uh go do you want to meet my friends and he okay out yeah his yeah puppets, no no, yeah, no i know exactly yep
0: i know i know exactly <laughs> okay yeah we get it and we go we get the joke cool let's move on <laughs> um so um yeah he he says that like lloyd says yeah i've got I had an old rabbit, but whatever. Um, and then Fred really tries to push him on the old rabbit and Lloyd just gets angry and <laughs> leaves. Um, for the first, it it we haven't really touched it. For the first, uh, around about three quarters of this film, Lloyd is a dick. He's just an angry dick the whole time. Like, And it's obviously because of his unresolved
1: anger issues, but it's just really hard mm. to watch a guy just be a I, dick the entire time. Here's the thing, I... I felt slightly different i felt a bit more empathetic to the character um if just because for most of the setups i always felt like he was justified in his like it's something which i identify with a lot which is where you are justified to be angry but the extent to which you are angry is not proportionate or acceptable if you know what i mean like
0: or like helpful and healthy
1: yeah like he's not dealing with his it's not that you shouldn't feel angry or be angry is that you need to learn better ways to express and deal with that anger, and that's sort of what the film's about. So I, yeah. I kind of liked that. Um, but you're right; he, he's, he is combative for a lot of this. But, yes. so, but Mr. Rogers is also weird. Like Mr. <laughs> Rogers is also being a combative, di- like not combative, but like he is also being a really, in many ways, a bad interviewee because he doesn't yes. want to talk about anything. Yeah. Um, uh, and, so you know, after, the, after sorry, that, after that, very he, yeah. yeah there's the one insight which i do like which is where he says um lloyd goes you know you you kind of did this show from like 69 to 72 and then you stopped for six years and you came back why did you come back money you bored and he went well no i i stopped uh you know as my kids became uh teenagers spend more time with them and then kind of once they were teenagers i realized there was more to talk about that like yeah yeah he says like i felt like
0: we'd told an older stories about childhood and then as his kids get older, and he then, realizes there's more to say.
1: It's also that uh, Lloyd, in this conversation as well, Lloyd, and the thing which leads up to the uh do do conversation, <laughs> bit of the conversation, is um, Lloyd asks, uh, you know, a, a lot of people come and, like, unburdened to you, and you have to spend a lot of time with really sick kids and all this, does that make you angry? Like, does this feel like a burden to you? And Mr. Rogers is like, well, everyone has, like, there is no life without suffering. Everyone has pain in their life and he goes sure but like is that a burden to you and mr rogers won't say that but it's the unspoken thing in the conversation like yes it does it does weigh a toll on his soul yeah um but it's a, a toll he's happy to pay yeah um, um he gets back
0: uh, to his house after that interview um and his dad is there with his wife uh, so his dad is there with lloyd's wife and child and also his new wife that lloyd yeah. has never met um Lloyd at this point uh just everyone there is like, hey, maybe you should uh, not be angry.
1: And he's like, well, nah, well, fuck no, 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 that, no, no. I'm gonna be no, 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 angry. I I Lloyd is again, I maintain, completely justified in being yes. angry here. <laughs> yes, I he know just it. doesn't express it in the best way. Like, <laughs> like, like again, Jamie, if I'm like doing it for comedic uh, effect, Al I, I know, <laughs> I know. But if if someone like abandoned my mother dying of chemo at 13 and abandoned me while she was dying as and this is basically was expressing the The dad comes the dad's being a dick and lloyd won't speak to him and he said you know i came to uh, i just kind of use this as ruse to introduce you to uh you know my wife to which lloyd's like cool what's your name she's like marianna and he's like all right marianna i'm lloyd fuck off yeah we have met yeah Jerry's like oh don't be a dick you don't be a dick you prick and he's like, oh, maybe a dick. Uh, uh, Mariana, do you know that he left my mother while she was dying of cancer? And uh, she's like, ah. Uh... And he's like, yeah, uh, guess what? Uh, you know, when they say people go peacefully? Uh, Mum just died screaming. And yeah, eventually God, she screamed so much horrible. she passed out. And they revived her, and then, and then she, she carried continued on screaming. to scream in pain until she died. And yeah. then we had to organize the funeral, we had to put a body in the ground, and then we were left alone by your shitty ass. And you know what? Maybe when you're dying and old, you don't get to be forgiven just because of that, alright? And the dad proceeds to have like a stroke.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, no, straight up has a heart attack uh, in his living room, uh, and Lloyd is frozen. He doesn't do anything. Everyone is like, Lloyd, help us, please. And he's like, uh, in a, in like a fugue state. Um, he then uh, passes out on, uh, he goes back to the set, I believe.
1: No, no, he goes to the hospital first. Does he, he go to the hospital ho- first? Yeah, he, yeah, he goes to the hospital first. So basically what happens is, he goes to the hospital, um, at the hospital, he's like, I need to go to Mr. Rogers' Place why? Well, because Mr. Rogers' is great but also he's meant to do one last interview, Mr. Rogers, tomorrow on set. And his wife's like, "I think you should reschedule. You need to be here." And your dad like, is literally no. dying. Yeah, and he's like, "No, I don't love my dad, so I don't feel like I need to." Uh, and his wife's like, "Well, I'm staying, and you should stay." And he's like, "Stop telling me how to feel about my really complicated relationship with my father." And she's like, "You're getting really angry, Lloyd." And Lloyd's like, oh, "I am angry." and leaves. Uh
0: yeah. and so he gets to the set the next day and passes out. Uh and then has a dream sequence where he is one of the puppets in Mr. Rogers' show uh and is talking uh, he's the size it's like King Friday and the Tiger and he's having chats with them uh and Mr. Rogers and his wife in this um dream state uh like are full size and are like towering over him um being like what do we do when we're angry, Lloyd? Why, well, it's gonna be fine. We just gotta deal with our anger. Um, or whatever the message of the film is. Have
1: you heard of murder? That's right. This film <laughs> takes an abrupt turn. As it turns out, <laughs> Lloyd finds all the bodies in the basement as the <laughs> investigative journalist does. <laughs> he is.
0: Um, so he wakes up from his uh, scary dream, and Mr. Rogers and his wife have taken them back to his house. Um, uh, he has a little chat with Mr. Rogers' uh, wife, who's just like, "Yeah, you know, like he's he's not a saint. Like he has he has his temper, but you know, he he has his ways of dealing with it. He writes letters to people. He's been doing that for thirty years, and he sometimes just goes and hits pianos and stuff." Um, and
1: uh,
0: <laughs> Fred Rogers takes him to a restaurant for. The for a very bold scene that happens. Um, I don't know if you remember this scene, Alexander. I'd hope you do. Yeah. Uh, where um, Mr. Rogers uh, is speaking to Lloyd and he uh says, Uh, would you we I'd like you to spend a minute thinking about the people who loved you into being. Um, and just take a minute. Uh, and then everything falls silent and and Tom Hanks stares at you for a minute. Uh, now. I'm sure this was a very powerful moment for uh, other people, uh, but I was just lost in Tom Hanks' eyes. I got too distracted. I was not thinking about the people who loved me into being. I just I was just staring at old Tom Hanks and his beautiful, beautiful eyes. Um, but it, it, to be fair, it is quite a bold moment and uh, I think works quite well. Um, the, the sort of forcing the characters and thus the audience also to reflect on the same thing at the same time.
1: Sure. As with much of this film, I think it is enhanced by, and possibly dependent on a pre-existing relationship with Mr. With
0: Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's why I felt I was just looking at Tom Hanks and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. I'll talk. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll loop back around. Now. Remind me to think about uh, to talk about the casting of Tom Hanks, uh, as sure. Mr. Rogers because I find he, it interesting.
1: He goes um, back to uh, his wife and he has a conversation with his wife. Where he can of talks in more detail and like? he kind of expresses look i his wife's pissed obviously and he's like look i get angry when i get scared and i don't want to do that because what i want is you and my kid and like i clearly need to find a better way of expressing my anger and my fear and i'm sorry that like my relationship with my dad is screwed up what i really care about which is my relationship with you guys right now do you still love me i love you lots nick cries and she cries me yes.
0: and 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 he has had his big turn and thus we enter the last third of the film um if you if you had no clue where this uh, film was going you need to watch more movies because this is a, a very obvious uh, ending to this film. Um, he then goes no, back. No, no, J-
1: his- Jamie, Jamie. The obvious ending to this film is he walks into a room, finds that Rogers has a human skin <laughs> <laughs> human suit of skin, and that he is the final piece of the human suit of skin. That is the only logical yes, conclusion to the, the, su- beginning the of this second,
0: film. the second most obvious ending to this film. Um, he uh, goes back to um, visit his dad. Uh, his dad. He learns is dying. Uh, that's why he's trying to reconnect with him. Um, oh, what? What? A, a story about a dad and the son who have got misconnected, but then the dad's dying, so they have to reconnect. I've never seen this film before. Anyway, um, so they reconnect, um, and I would like to talk to you about what happened in in one scene. So he's he's uh, literally on his deathbed for a few like days, but they're you know reconnecting and um, they're watching sports and they you, you have that like awkward thing of where he's like oh do you want to have a whiskey and he's like oh i don't drink whiskey why don't you have a beer and it's like, i don't want a beer just have a beer i'll have okay i'll have a beer well don't have a beer if it will make me happy just have a beer if you want a beer um but uh later it's like deep in the night he's uh, looked at lloyd has uh, woken up to look after his kid and uh his dad's there and he's still awake as well and they start to have a, a bit of a chat and you know they finally make a whiskey uh and and at this point uh, my girlfriend turned to me and uh, and she said, oh, are you okay? I said, what? And she said, oh, you made a, a little sad noise. And, she, and I went, what? And she went, yeah, you went, oh. And I just looked at her and we both realized that she had mistaken me farting for a sad noise coming out of my mouth. And it might have really undercut the seriousness of the scene going on. As we're desperately trying not to laugh, because my mum is also in the room, and we can't explain why we found this scene about a man and his dying dad reconnecting so goddamn funny. Uh, But, yeah, that was my experience of this scene. Did you have any particular experience with that scene or should we just move on? Did you you fart during that scene?
1: Surprisingly, I didn't fart in that scene or any scenes in this film. I I held it in like an adult. Uh, And then I went outside and exploded because I held in too many farts. Uh <laughs> oh goodness. Um, so anyway, so, yeah. so Lloyd Lloyd are uh, two things which happened. One is that Lloyd uh writes uh, the article for the uh Esquire es- the Esquire for Esquire is to be... he writes 10,000 yeah, words. There you go. 400 uh, to 10,000. Everyone loves it. It's going to be the cover story. Uh it's you know everyone's very happy. Yes. Uh, the, the, last the title of the article a... I think is Can You Say Hero or something like that. Yeah. And the 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 last Bit is that mr rogers comes to visit the family um as their dad is dying and then yeah. like a dick <laughs> is like guys we can talk about death death is natural and therefore explainable yeah. he, and says, uh, he says well, well, he we, says
0: we like to make death unmentionable but death is mentionable and anything that is mentionable is
1: manageable sounds like a thing uh serial killer would say doesn't it jerry
0: (laughs) um and then mr rogers um gives gives jerry the fucking kiss of death uh, he leans into his ear and says die let me suck out your essence um, but he uh, Lloyd speaks to him afterwards and says, "What did you say to him?" And he lies and says that he said uh, he asked Jerry to pray for him uh, because anyone that close to death must be close to God or something like that. Um, and then uh, Jerry dies. Uh, they go to the funeral, uh, and that's about it. And then we have the the Rod. We have the reframing of the film again. Um, so it cuts back to that first, uh, opening scene where we saw him doing a fake version of the show, talking about Lloyd. He's like, and now I've told you about my friend, Lloyd. I, I hope you, there's, there's no one in the world like you, Lloyd. And, and blah, blah, And then he sings the closing theme, uh, and he walks off the set and he goes and he, uh, sits down at a piano where everyone else is leaving and, uh, he sits down and then Bum, 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 bum oh wait no fuck I've set that up wrong uh, he, plays, yeah. he plays the piano he, he plays normally a for piano. a little bit yeah. I've really fucked that <laughs> uh, yeah he plays the piano normally for a little bit uh, and then after a little bit of a silence uh, he, he slams on the uh, keyboard low keys uh, to, to suggest that he is he's perhaps a little bit angry but, we'll, but that's it that's the end of the movie so you, you never find out why but it's a, it's a little thing about how Mr. Rogers is human as well and he's, he's not perfect or whatever
1: and he Let's has talk ways about feeling with his anger. Yeah,
0: this film. Um, yeah, I think we've we've sort of touched on it already. Uh, a a pre uh, a presupposed uh, or pre whatever having a, a pre established thank you a pre established relationship uh, with uh, Mister Rogers is going to help your experience of this film significantly. Uh, I think there's probably I can I don't have the uh, the box office here, but I imagine. Uh, It probably did a lot more uh, in the United uh, United States. In fact, there you go. I've got it in front of me. Uh, 61 million of its 68 million worldwide um, box office was in the United States and Canada. This film does not translate as well to Britain when you firstly don't have Mr. Rogers as like a concept. And also when the British people are just significantly more cynical and less sincere and have (sighs) a questionable relationship
1: with children's entertainers in general i here's my thing is that like i do think it's of the it's it's of the british disposition at least in terms of how we like our art that like genuine emotion needs to be couched in some form of sarcasm or irony and you can get you can get to the genuine emotion but it, it it's like the sun you shouldn't look at it for too long right like <laughs> yeah that that having sincerity for too much it will blind you in, in if you live in the UK. And that is very much a problem, I think, with watching this in that, like, he feels like Santa Claus. Like, like he feels yeah. like Santa, but he's not Santa. And therefore, the, the best part of the film is the end, which I think yeah. is, they kind of touch on something which is in that one moment, they humanise him, I think, more than they do for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the point, but again, if you don't have some degree of residual love for the character, you're sort of just like, well, like I, I don't quite get it. I, I don't quite get it. Because he sounds like Michael Jackson. He sounds like he's doing a Michael Jackson thing. Like, he talks like this in a little bit too high voice. And he goes, Lord, I love you. And, like, that's creepy. You, you are annoying so many of our American listeners right No, now. but, like... <laughs> and... But, he, he, okay, he, he's the, for our American listeners, here's the comparison, right? In Canada, your neighbors to the north. Uh, in uh, Montreal and Quebec, uh, there is a, uh, like, winter carnival period. And the mascot for the carnival is uh, Bonhomme Carnival. Jamie, Google Bonhomme Carnival. Okay, it means, it just means good man carnival. Good carnival yeah, b- man. Bonhomme
0: Carnival. <laughs> Bonhomme um, uh, Carnival. Oh, I, I've spelled it really incorrectly. Bonhomme Carnival, There it comes up.
1: No, uh... <laughs> no. Everyone, everyone, as Jamie has done, should Google Bonhomme Carnival And Bonhomme Carnival is seen as a uh, a, a, a figure of fun, uh, like Father Christmas type, like figure, and yet is also disturbing and creepy. <laughs> it's like if Pippi Longstockings became a snowman. What the fuck okay. is this thing? <laughs> And this oh, is to goodness. say that culture is weird and what we decide works in culture for children is very different around the world, all right? In the Netherlands up until, well, currently, they still do blackface for Christmas and yeah. that's weird. And um, and so, too, I'm not saying that Mr. I'm not, I'm not saying Mr. Rochester is the same as blackface for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm not. What it I'm just saying, doesn't translate. It doesn't translate. Um you don't get it. I'm not, also there's a difference in that yeah, clearly blackface for Christmas is always bad. It's not a matter of translation, <laughs> stop doing that the Um might, You may have sorry, Jamie, they may have cured stray dogs, but they haven't <laughs> dealt with this problem properly yet. Um I I have what I what I
0: think is quite a spicy take. I think that this film is actually quite cynical because It's pitched as the, and when this was marketed, it was the Mr. Rogers biopic. You've got Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. It's the Mr. Rogers biopic. This beloved character played by this beloved actor. And then the film's not really about Mr. Rogers, nor is it at all a biopic because it's not depicting like real events it's inspired by true events but it's not depicting like it's not telling the story of Mr. Rogers it's telling the story of Lloyd Vogel and it's telling the story at like a relatively like, tired story. We've heard this. I'm I'm not saying that it's poorly told or poorly acted or poorly executed, but this is a story we've heard before. Man loses connection with his father because his father's a dickhead. His father's dying, so he has to reconnect with his father. That's, That's a trope. We've seen that before, but it's dressed up with Mr. Rogers. So, to me, they are... It's a bit of a bait and switch, and they are almost using mr rogers using the image of mr rogers and
1: his fame to market and sell a movie that's not really about him uh, so i i i would politely and strongly disagree with that in that like so two things one is like how do you do a biopic and they're kind of a few ways of doing it but one and the one i hate is here's the entire person's life right yeah. i think mean, that's the one which works the least well which is hey from the time they're a child to the time they die here's the story of um Johnny Cash's life well well, not Johnny Cash but uh, somebody. the the guy from uh, Freddie Mercury uh, yeah yeah, let's go for Bohemian Rhapsody sure that's crap instead what's better to do is to like tends to be better to pick a specific period in someone's life Um, so like hey here's an event that is interesting and we will tell you about this character with this event and this film doesn't quite do that because like you said the main character isn't uh, Tom Hanks the main character is is, um, Lloyd you keep saying Frank Vogel um, I, 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 Frank Vogel is an NBA coach. That's who it is. I remembered. <laughs> he's an right, NBA there coach. Uh, there we go. Um, but he's the supporting actor in it. But in doing so, it's sort of, I would say, and again, as someone who has no particular goodwill beyond my general goodwill for all mankind um, to this man, like the ho- his whole gist seems to be he doesn't want to be a star. Um, what he does, and he does this all the way through the film, uh, Mr. Rogers, is he focuses on other people. His skill was the way, the way in which he made individuals feel special while watching it on TV, right? Like, that was Mr. Rogers, like, special gift, was that he made people feel validated and whole, and in doing so, the film, I I would argue, mirrors that kind of effect, that because Mr. Rogers himself focused on other people more so than himself, it focus, it it mirrors the same kind of structure in order not necessarily to talk to us about mr rogers but to talk to us about the impact of mr rogers the his impact his legacy his like they it tries to create a more diegetic effect of watching his show more so than it wants to just tell you his story. Because he was seemingly he was a private person and that, that wasn't what he was interested in. And therefore in keeping with his spirit, to be like Mr. Rogers did blow and then shot off a Son of Bin <laughs> head would be a bit aggressive, alright? Well you that know? would also just be lying, Alexander. I'm I'm not suggesting that the alternative to this is just making up
0: more cool events for, for an extremely boring man. Um but yes, I can I can see your point that this is more a biopic for the uh, like the life message of um, uh, of Mr. Rogers. But yeah. I, I think it is a, a, it's surprising to go into this film and it and I mean, loads of people have said this. Sure. It's, it's no, no, not, I it, it, people expected it to be about Fred Rogers and it's not really about Fred Rogers. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, as you're saying, like it's, sure. it's 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 more supporting of his message. But also, I do believe that the story they're telling outside of Mr. Rogers, as I've said, is just a bit it's 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 well acted, it's well told, but it's it's a really old story. I've like in fact Tom Hank Tom Hanks has been in this yeah, fucking know. movie sure. before. Nothing in common is the same exact goddamn plot except the mum's involved well, as
1: well. I I am I am less bothered by uh movies having I mean it's also the same story as Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um yeah well except in that it's ego and kurt russell being the dads uh yeah but yeah look it's it's the way i see it and which i which i think is true to an extent is that like all the core stories have been told right like and so things like how we reckon the issue is like how closely do you stick to the tropes of that core story and this and this does very much of like you know the father and son like reconciling thing does stick to the a lot of the core Aspects yeah, it, of it, well. it it doesn't I really do, bring
0: anything new other than having Fred um, Rogers there as a
1: lens. Yeah. But that said, I do like all the performances. Um, oh, absolutely, you know, I, absolutely. I, I, th- I, what's his face? I think is a great uh, Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese is a very, 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 very good yes. actor. Yes,
0: I think he's really good in this. I think. Um, I said earlier that I found like the first three quarters of this really uncomfortable to watch. Because firstly, partially because of the the disconnect that we've talked about, but also because I think Matthew Reese is playing like a, just an obnoxious, combative and dickish character that it's difficult to watch. That's not necessarily a bad thing, and I mm. think in the last quarter they do stick the landing so. on on yeah. like on like what is a tough thing to do like sticking that because, while this reconciling yeah. story has been told before it's not an easy thing to tell and to make it seem realistic for some for someone to because it doesn't happen that much in real life for people to just have a massive change of heart by like one event in their life so to make that seem yeah. realistic is is good and matthew reese does yeah. it really well
1: no definitely and i i think you may go into this thinking it's going to be a film uh thematically like the last of us part the last of us of just the last of us you know a, a a movie about love whereas actually it's about it's the last of us part two uh, a, 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 <laughs> a movie a about movie anger about and anger. revenge yes Um, Very,
0: very good analogy. Congratulations. Well done, Alexander.
1: I am part of the discourse, despite never having finished the first game and having never played the second game. (laughs) (laughs) Wikipedia is great, isn't it? Um, So shall
0: we move vaguely towards our our ratings? Uh, We can give some final thoughts uh, and then give our ratings. So for people who uh, have listened before or haven't listened before, we rate these films on three different criteria. We rate the film itself out of five, Tom Hanks' performance out of five, and then the Tom Hanks dick meter. How much of a dick is Tom Hanks' character in this film? Now, that will be an interesting one for us, too, that could cause some problems and make people not listen to us anymore. Um, But let's just start on the film itself. Um, I don't dislike this film. I, I think there's a lot to like about it. I think... The levels of sincerity, while I don't person like, just, and I will fully accept that this is my own personal thing. I just don't gel with that level of sincerity that much. I think it is interesting to have a story told with that much sincerity. Yes, Alexander, you politely have your hand up.
1: Here's my thing, because we've watched all the Toy Story movies, uh, and I'm thinking about this. Do you think there is something different to it when it is a film specifically aimed to kids? Because Toy Story is very sincere. And a lot of the Pixar movies are very sincere. um, But you don't necessarily have a problem with that sincerity. Do you think it is that because the sincerity is aimed towards adults?
0: Yes, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe just the cartooniness of it allows me to buy into it a little bit more than a film which... Quite literally, has me staring into Tom Hanks's eyes for a full minute. I struggle with eye contact normally, so me having to stare into Tom Hanks's fucking eyes for a full minute in dead silence is extremely uncomfortable to me. Um, so, yes, I think that's a good point. I think the Toy Stories are sincere, but there's also a lot of light-heartedness layered into that sincerity um so yeah, yeah for whatever reason it does work better in in those sorts of movies and i'm not saying that i don't ever like any sincere films um but i do struggle to connect to them uh, more especially as we've said with the lack of connection to mr rogers
1: guys um, i I can, I can tell from first-hand experience that uh, anytime jamie tells someone he loves them he does so with air quotes all right he's got to got to get got to keep that level of sincerity nice and proper right he's like i really love you <laughs> just the little air bunnies it's great
0: um yeah so i i th- this is a perfectly well made film i really like that this film is short uh it's a, yeah. it's a strong like hour 45 fantastic don't need to drag it out too much while it's not uh reinventing any of the formula it is hitting a lot of the beats of that formula really well i think i'll give it a three I, 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 it's definitely not I more than fair. a
1: three but no, I don't I, think it's the, any less than a three. Here's my thing is it a well made film? Yes. Do I for the most part even if I don't necessarily like the all the parts of the story do I like the script? Yeah I think the script's good too I think it's good dialogue. Do I like all the acting? Yeah it has got a lot of fours when it came out and I can understand that I, I can very much understand that from an American perspective and even from a British perspective it is a well made thing you know it's an interesting thing made well but to the question of would i ever want to watch it again no would i recommend it to people under you know with a couple questions beforehand it would be qualified do you like mr rogers yes watch this film um do you like good are are you motivated to watch a movie solely by good tom hanks performance well if so then maybe i would say you should watch this but if not then you know it's a 3 it, it it's it's good it's not bad it's good
0: um so you just talked about uh, tom hanks performance so let's move on to that um so uh, yeah i wanted to talk about the casting of tom hanks in this because i find it interesting. i i was trying to think of another example of a film where a really high profile actor plays another relatively uh what's the word what's the word for a uh, contemporary really high profile person because to me, it was a little bit odd that everyone knows what Tom Hanks looks like. And even if you don't really know Mr. Rogers, I know what he looks like. So I'm very familiar with both Tom Hanks and Mr. Rogers. So as soon as he comes on screen, I am very immediately aware that that's Tom Hanks and not Mr. Rogers. Like, sure. Aggressively Sully oh but sully how did you know were you aggressively aware of what sully looked like like Uh, sully sully is not sully
1: is nowhere near the level of no i or or mandela long walk to freedom like the the nelson mandela movie with it but like um the i yes that's a fair one i i get it but for me and this might be because of my background in the theater uh but like i i don't particularly care whether or not actors look much like the character they are playing um
0: yeah i i just i like, just found it it was it was exclusively just because i i felt it was like such a high profile actor and such a high profile person like there was a disconnect there having said that my second point to that is i actually don't think anyone except for Tom Hanks. I think Tom Hanks is the only person in the world that could play this role because instead of going for someone who really looked like Mr. Rogers, they went for basically the only actor who has the same gravitas and level of stature and level of love that Mr. Rogers has. So I think actually Tom Hanks is the only person that could have played this role
1: because actually, and this sounds dumb, I think Colin Hanks looks more like Mr. Rogers. That's partly because he's skinnier and, like... Yeah. Because Mr. Rogers was skinnier than Tom Hanks is. Yes, but like, like, significantly so. Sure. But, like, I think he is... You're, you're right. It is... The, the reason I think the casting works is because the film... So whether or not you know Mr. Rogers, you know Tom Hanks, and, like, you therefore bring a level of emotion and, like goodwill to his performances um, that carries you through this kind of thing and I, I agree with that and that, that's why I think you kind of like I mean not just that but like why in a film for example like um, to Perdition you slightly struggled with that casting because you felt like it was so diametrically opposed to the Tom to Hanks side, yeah. that for you it was, it was jarring and not necessarily as well of villains could be whereas i would like to see more hanks as a villain roles yes no because I to be fair can...
0: I, yeah i've come around on that i think i said that the other with the circle yeah. like yeah. that there was like the flirting with uh tom hanks as a villain uh, and he and i i think i think we have to accept if we look at his most recent films with sully and a beautiful day in the neighborhood and greyhound I I think we have to accept that Tom Hanks is never going to play a villain again. I I think Tom Hanks is well and truly set in. Uh, I'm going to play the most wholesome heroic people you can possibly think of.
1: So, I, I'm I'm willing so to is, and want to so, be surprised. And it's, uh, and it's important that we kind of let people know about this. Um, as Tom Hanks movies come out, new ones, I believe our intention is to. Uh, review them as they come out. Is that correct? Or, 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 or like, as I mean,
0: we, can... we, we we have literally not discussed that at all. Oh, Al is announcing this we... on the podcast, but yes, no, that was had. my that, yeah. yes, that was my yeah. plan as well.
1: Yeah, that but like as so, for example, there is the Elvis movie coming up in which he plays uh, Colonel Parker. Um, And there's a couple other ones. I can't remember if Colonel Parker is a good or a bad figure in Elvis's history. So we'll find out. I'm looking forward to that film because it's a Baz Luhrmann movie. And dear God, do I want to see Tom Hanks in a Baz Luhrmann film? Well, did they they, have they even
0: returned to filming? Because that was the one they were filming Uh, when when he got coronavirus. Yeah. Um, And they were filming in Australia or New Zealand. Australia. Australia. So I can't imagine they've been allowed back there. Um, So. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if and when that comes out. He supposedly has another one uh, called News of the World that is coming out in 2020, supposedly, but I haven't heard anything about it. Um, so, yeah. but yes, as as they come out, we will uh, we will uh, attempt to as best as possible. I don't know how I'm going to fucking do it. You can go to the cinema or I can't. We'll, I'm not going to we'll risk this, my Jimmy. life to go I'll and go to the fucking cinema watch a Tom a Hanks stream... movie. Well then I'll do it. And you can ask me questions
1: about it. Right. Oh
0: brilliant. Oh that's the, yeah, we know those have always been our best episodes. The one where I haven't ones where I haven't watched the fucking film. Um anyway, uh so yeah, it will be interesting to see whether he does return to potentially playing some more villains. I would like him to play more villains. Um I th- I think that as I say this is he's the only per- actor in the world that could play this role, but also it's like it's such a fucking Tom Hanks role. I'm a bit yeah. bored. Um so he, he does it very well. He does exactly what you need him to. Uh, I I absolutely hated staring him in the eyes for t- for a minute. I'll give him a four.
1: I'll give him a five. I think it was a good performance. I think it was worthy of the. Uh... It was a weak year last year at the Oscars for best supporting male actor, especially because none was of the was guys. Anthony
0: Hopkins also nominated.
1: I can't remember what for, but last I think he, year. Yeah, he was. Uh, it it was for some film
0: that I'd never fucking heard of, but um
1: maybe. Yeah maybe i look here's my thing last year like most of the best performances weren't in like i i'm still annoyed that parasite wasn't nominated for like best actor or best supporting actor because i I do think there were a couple of actors in that who should have been nominated and possibly should have won and let's me forget joker won best actor so clearly the um, oscars no jack shit uh, tom hanks so he,
0: is tom hanks was up against brad pitt in once upon a time in hollywood who won anthony yeah. hopkins in the two popes uh and oh, al pacino yeah. and joe pesci both for the irishman
1: ugh, ugh, ugh. they could have done a better best sporting answer category there i think i think it was i think was definitely worthy of being nominated for a golden globe you know like maybe not an oscar but sure i think it's five i think it's a good performance um Again, I I like I love the ending of the film. I'm not sure that's necessarily a performance thing, but I like it. The question then goes, Jamie is 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 of course the Tom Hanks thirst meter. How thirsty is Tom Hanks? Oh, oh,
0: oh, fuck yeah! Jesus Christ, he is drowning in this film. He was desperate for an Oscar in this. That's why he thought, fuck it, I'll go for a supporting actor role. I've, I've been trying to get those best actor and they're not coming in. I'll, Someone is going to give me a best supporting actor. I'm Tom fucking Hanks. Give me a best supporting actor. Uh,
1: and like, he didn't get it. Like me, he is still salty that he didn't win for Captain Phillips and uh, you know, this bullshit continues. Alright guys, give Tom and, Hanks and, an Oscar and, so he can <laughs> play a villain.
0: And he was so sad that he didn't win in Captain Phillips. He made the whole fucking film again, but more boring in Greyhound. <laughs> (laughs) look forward to us talking about that next week um uh so yeah uh uh, what and the uh, the tom hanks dick 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 meter (laughs) the tom hanks dick meter how much i'll let you go first how much of a dick is tom hanks's character in this film
1: um one uh you know obviously he's the living saint he doesn't like that term but sure Uh, but at the same time, he did uh, snort those lines of cocaine and blow off some of Ben Laden's head at the same time, and I think he should have done that sober, so, you know, one
0: Um,
1: I'm going to give him a strong two, I think he's really mean to
0: to... Lloyd Vogel is just trying to do his job, he's just desperately trying to interview the guy Um, and yeah, fine, he does fix his life, but you know, he does give his dad the kiss of death, so that's a strong two for me (laughs) Um and is this movie going in your Hanks bank? No. No, I was I was I was hesitant about whether it was going to go in my Hanks bank. And then the fact
1: that you've also really not enjoyed it that much has very much well, cemented it, I, my here's opinion. The thing, I, I think we're both whining about it a bit. I think we both it's a fine film. It's yes. not a bad yeah, I didn't, film, I, I didn't. we didn't enjoy enough. it enough. No, no. And like he's done many many worse movies. It's not it's not even in the bad cat. It's in the good category. It's just like Nothing in it connected with me, like like yeah. nothing in it connected, and with me. and you except know, for the except for the last shot. And then I love that last shot, but that yeah. that's about it. And, you know, the
0: the aliens, they they have absolutely no conception of who Mr. Rogers is. So if we showed this to them, they'd be like, who the fuck is this weirdo? So uh, I think it's safer for us that we don't present the aliens uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. But of course, when we don't put something in our hanks bank, uh, we must present something else to satiate the aliens for one more week. Of course, for anyone who hasn't to remember the aliens, they're, you know, they're invading us and want us to prove our worth to join the United States of space. Uh, learn more about that in two episodes time when we do our final wrap up and I will desperately try to remember every single detail over the last 90 episodes of this show uh, about what's going on with the aliens. Um, but when we don't put a film in our hanks we must present something else to the aliens. So what are you going to go with this week, Alexander?
1: Um, so I'm going to present another film, uh, another film about kind of uh, intergenerational pain and... Um to an extent grief and ha- and anger and how we ought to try and move on from those things uh, or not move on from them but can incorporate them into our life uh so of course i'm going to put hereditary into my hanks bank uh the horror film uh starring tony collette i was consider I was between the hereditary and the ba- the babadook which i watched <laughs> the first time <line> yesterday <laughs> Uh, and for this one i'm gonna put in hereditary i really like it uh do you like weird demon kings uh do you like the ghosts do you like your head goodbye to your head goodbye jamie bye 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 watch hereditary all right get spooked it's, it's Halloween it is spooky season
0: indeed. You keep on saying that the—I th- don't think we've ever accepted that you are putting these things in your hanks bank. Because if you were, I'd have to remember them, and I'd have to list all these other things when you hanks bank. Oh. I think they are just the thing we are presenting to the aliens to satiate them for one more week. I thought we were putting them instead. No, no. I, I. Well, my understanding would be then that our hanks bank—it's called a hanks bank, Alexander. It would be
1: filled yeah. with like. Well, Jamie, Like fried Jamie, chicken like four times. Originally originally I was trying to make the name more of a broader concept so we could use it for multiple seasons, but that's been shut down. So maybe I'll put it in my blank spank all right? I'm going to oh, stick it yeah, in the blank spank spoilers.
0: Bank. Spoilers, the... Alexander. Spoilers. We, we said revealed... the name. Yeah, we said the we name. We have not
1: we have not revealed that yet. Just, that beep, just absolutely... beep that out. Beep that out. Put a That's fine. There you go. Beep. There you
0: go. No, you you've given you've given a morsel. You've given put a beep. treat to our uh to our dear listeners about what our podcast is going to be called, but we haven't yet revealed what we are going to call the season about Anne Hathaway. Dude, Um, last
1: week, we said what originally was going to be the name of the season. We've changed that since, okay? Yes, I know. We We did say last week that it was where there's a will, there's Anne Hathaway. Did I say that? Okay.
0: Well, uh, it's no longer that anymore. This podcast is losing its identity by the second. Um, (laughs) So what am I going to present to the uh, aliens this week? Um, I'm going to present what I think is the closest... The Brits have uh, to a Mr. Rogers type figure uh, who is not mired in controversy. I hope I haven't Googled this person recently. Fingers crossed. Um, I'm going to show them, the bloke from <laughs> Art Jamie, Attack. Jamie,
1: let me tell you about J.K. Rowling. Art <laughs> Attack.
0: <laughs> the bloke from Art Attack. Is he still oh, safe? I, I can't even remember there his were- name.
1: There are a couple blokes from Arstak, but I get where I get where you're coming from.
0: The main guy, um, the main guy, It's the yeah, closest. Yeah. Artstack is the closest I could think to a British equivalent of uh, Mr. Rogers' show, and I am really fingers crossed that the bloke from Deck hasn't turned out to be like a murderer or something. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna present that to uh, the aliens and the baby yeah. yodas this week, and we're gonna make like a like a big collage, but it's gonna be upside down, and you're not gonna realise what it is until the last second. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great fun. And
1: and me, the rest of the baby yodas are just gonna cut off all your heads. <coughs> Have
0: absolutely fantastic right well that's us done this week as i've said we're doing another show directly after this so we need to get the fuck on it's getting dark outside i need to be up in like 12 hours so uh follow us at hanks bank pod uh you know go onto our twitter in the le- in the next few weeks we're going to be you know dripping out uh stuff about the next season um Uh, of now Al has revealed blank spank um, and you know new logos and songs and shit and so yeah go and follow us on there and follow me at Jamie P. Locks and Al at Al's underscore C's underscore stuff very quickly Al what else can
1: our dear listeners do uh, you know, you can take care of yourself. You can look, you love yourself. And as part of loving yourself and loving this podcast, you can download every episode possible. And you can, you know, go to your friend's phones. You might be in a, uh, lockdown, like Jamie. I don't know what that means. I assume that means you can still steal neighbor's phones, uh, download every episode, all 90 or something episodes of Hank's Bank, and then give them their phone back. All right. That's what you could do. You got to make sure you give it back. Cause otherwise Mr. Rogers wouldn't be happy with you. And then would he kill you? Probably not. Probably not. I don't know. How lit- I don't know how litigious the Rogers Estate is. Uh, so, a reminder: these were all jokes. He's not done anything <laughs> bad that we know of, allegedly. So, you <laughs> so know, b- all before jokes. we get hit
0: with legal proceedings from me, Jamie, and my co-host, Al, that's one more ep in the bank.
1: Dear listener, I want you to stare into my eyes and Snor- think about right. all the podcasts that made you who you were today. He's not don't from worry. the south. I'll just sit here for a minute.
0: I'm still ending the episode.
1: Hands back.